Hey, it's the Ringo Zone, and uh, I got a, I got, I got a question for for Dino. Yeah, yeah. What did you hear about the mountain with the weak stomach? No, I didn't hear about this. It lost its avalanche. Well, this has been fun, guys. I'm, I'm gonna. I totally thought this was gonna be one of those anti-humor jokes because I totally thought you were gonna be like, it's, it was a volcano. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Listeners may not know. I come up with a pun almost every day, sometimes multiple puns per day, and that's just a recent one I've been very proud of. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I did come across an amazing anti-joke today. Oh, yeah? Lay it on us. And it wasn't the one that I made to try and fix your rather bad pun? No. Okay. This is, this is from, so there's this Twitter I follow called Kids Write Jokes, which, you know, it's just like jokes kids try to tell. And a lot of times it don't make sense, but this one's great. I love this one because it's like a twist on a classic. What did the chicken do when it saw a car crash? Call the police. (laughs) (laughs) This is something that I actually think about a lot is like children's concepts of humor and how they're like, like they miss the mark. And they can't possibly understand how their stuff is like at once hysterical and also not funny at all. I, I remember actually back in high school, I had a teacher, a lit teacher, who explained this a little, is that kids, like, at a young age don't fully understand jokes. They just kind of think, like, if you follow a certain rhythm, exactly. it's supposed to laugh. And so the punchline can be anything. Like, the kid can, like, the example she gave us was, like, why was the umbrella sad? Because it was green. Like, they just yeah. think you're supposed to, like, question, answer, laugh. So anyway, yeah, this is the Ringo Zone, a Steven Universe podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm Max. I'm Kayla. I'm I'm Dino. Uh, we're talking about what's your problem? Yeah, that one. So so. Uh, I I know what my problem is. Yeah, I was about to be like, I'm sure Max has a problem. So what is it? <laughs> uh, so this episode begins with, um, you know, we're coming off the last episode where Ruby and Sapphire had split, and now mm-hmm. we get back home and discover that. Ruby has run away, and she's left a note because she needs some time to figure some stuff out in the reveal of the Rose's Pink Diamond Revelation. With her childish writing, which is amazing. I love how, like, just she writes Sapphire. She doesn't start all the way to the left. She starts in the middle, runs out of room, (laughs) and puts the R-E under. That's how I write. She did a John Mulaney birthday sign bit. Surely more letters will fit in the same amount of space. Precisely. I love that. I do appreciate how we are meant to believe that why would she be a cowboy is a throwaway joke. Yep. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And actually, I think we get a little foreshadowing, because didn't they mention earlier, like, she was buying a big hat? Like, Jenny mentions that or something? Oh my god, was that? I don't remember that I don't at all. I think so. Well, I think Jenny making that about, up. Like, no, no, like, Jenny's talking about how she saw, like, this little red person or whatever, and they were buying a large hat, I think. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think you might be making that up, but that's neither here nor there. I think, I, think we, I think we were talking over it, but I faintly caught it. I mean, okay. I don't want to argue with you. No, I believe you. I just don't, I don't remember it at all. That's fine. I, I don't believe you, and I also don't remember it at all. That's not fine. <laughs> that's less fine. No, it's not fine at all. I will not be accused of lying here the opposite of fine i want your guys's thoughts on amethyst 
just bailing on an emotional wreck. Well, let's talk about the emotional wreck first. Yeah. Okay. Let's get there. Because, okay, one, like, I get it, Sapphire, you got his super big eye, but holy crap, get a towel. Those <laughs> tears. I have a note here, and it's for later in the episode, but your discussion on the Sapphire breakdown is actually making me realize that it's, like, connected, so I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead. There's, like, a comical uh, irreverence for emotion in this particular episode. Um, Max, we were talking about the last episode that I was on that you were kind of like, it was a Lapis episode where you were like, I sort of feel like Steven Universe doesn't talk about plot and instead, like, just goes on about emotions. And isn't particularly equipped to discuss them all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the the way that, like, Pearl and Sapphire in this moment are animated, like, with the big, goofy eyeballs on Pearl, and just, like, the clutching and the wailing, and how Amethyst is, like, not up for that. Um, and then later in the episode when, and I'm jumping ahead, but later in the episode where Steven is like, wait, how, are you feeling bad about this? And then there, there's, like, a helicopter chase with, like, some stupid faces <laughs> and, like, bad puns you know, so like the like serious emotion is is like being treated really comically in this episode. I guess as a foil for the fact that like some really big shit is going down. I mean, right. I don't even know that's necessarily a foil so much as it's just the nature of entertainment in general. Because this is actually a thing I think about a lot. Mm -hmm. Is how uh, you know, for example, in not necessarily Steven Universe, but in stories, we have things kind of like the charming asshole, your uh, <laughs> Dr. Houses, your Sherlock Holmes, your John Constantines. And, like, these guys are really fun to watch in entertainment, but if you were ever in the room with them and they acted the way you did, you'd want to break their faces. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about Steven Universe. I mean, it's like a Steven Universe is the show that can, like, try and linger and treat these respectfully, but... I think it's like at this point they realize we've had a couple pretty heavy things in a row. We're still a kid's cartoon. Let's have like, some levity. We, yeah, we need some levity. Like Steven even talks about how like, hey, you know, I appreciate a good goof. And <laughs> um, it's just like... Really, really quick, putting a, putting a pin in that, I have to say that Amethyst, that's teeny Amethyst with just all gem with legs is like adorable. And I love it. It's it's a mixture of disturbing and adorable for me. I thought yeah. that was like your favorite thing, though. Not quite. Uh, well, we can we can it. delve. I did. We can we can Freud this out later. Um, please go on. But I mean, I I appreciate that they don't treat Sapphire's grief as something comedic. Um, but the problem is then like Pearl. It, it's a weird mix because it's a kids' cartoon, and you need to be funny. And, like, you need to compel Amethyst to get out of the house somehow. But Pearl is this really weird mood ruiner <laughs> where, like, you just watch her break down. And I, I was just yelling, like, Pearl, you're not helping the situation. <laughs> like, when someone's partner runs away, you don't start fucking, like, sobbing hysterically about how the two of them were such a good couple and what are we going to do if they don't get back together mm. <laughs> that's just that's bad. that's just counterproductive and it definitely asserts Steven's observation at the end of the episode that amethyst is the most mature crystal gem <laughs> yeah i mean he's not wrong i like okay so i don't have a massive problem with like the with 
the handling of emotional I mean, grief I'm, I'm, in I'm this scene. It, oh yeah, no, no, no. Like we take a step back and what no, the fuck? <laughs> this is yeah. This is less of a rebuttal to you and more of just my own personal like take on it. Like I get, okay, so when I guess when you're writing scenes like this, there's ways to convey emotion to the audience in order to give them the tone that you want them to have in the scene. And I think that when you convey a uh, a certain emotion comically. You're supposed to, that, that is reminding the audience that while the situation is to be taken seriously by the characters, you're supposed to understand that the stakes aren't too high that you should be scared alongside the characters. You should be like understanding that they're distraught, but that the situation is not as dire. And the fact that it, it, the scene that the uh, following search. Uh, montage that we get from Steven and Amethyst is not really actually all that intensive and is more showing Amethyst's state of emotions than the actual search. It goes to show you that the the loss of Ruby is not like a hard emotional beat to be focusing on. We have an advantage being the audience in this yes. particular case. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because we, we are far enough removed from it to be able to pick up on that and be like, okay, this is like, like we can see the goofy animation. Like we, we're cluing into the tone that Ruby's going to be fine, but the characters don't know that. Yeah, no, 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 you're, you're 100% right, Kayla. No, I, I, I like where you're going with this, Dino. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, I, I thought Max was going to jump in on it because... Yeah, him, didn't we all? I was expecting Max <laughs> to jump in because him being a scriptwriter, I thought he'd be like, yes, yes, I understand, yes, when you're, when you're writing scripts, you have to convey emotions to people in a certain I really, meta context. I don't like discussing writing theory. I think discussing writing theory is something people do to have an excuse not to write. Oh, Max Max on him high horse today. Yeah, baby, you know it. <laughs> I love horses. Gotta get the highest one possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so... In, in, all, in all seriousness, um... I mean, no, it's... I mean, I, I'm actually I'm just... I'm kinda, like... There's, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that tickled me so much. <laughs> I don't know why it tickled me too. <laughs> Okay. I need to find the highest horse for I need to to recenter myself. I'm in another dimension right now. Okay. 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 Can we talk about that abomination of a fucking pizza they ordered, please? Uh, There's an entire fish. Really quick really quick before we get to the fish stew pizza abomination. Yes. I I wanna mention that this this was like a really nice check-in with everybody. Just like going around the town and handing oh, yeah, out posters, the, the and then with the telescope, um, and we really got to like see where everyone is and what everybody is doing. And then also we check in on Stephen, and then we check in on Amethyst. So this really was just kind of like a "Hey, how's everybody doing?" episode. Uh, you, you, you good, fam? Yeah, you good. You we all, all right? good, fam. We all good here? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, fam. Jenny's gonna Except get some onion. new boots. It's gonna be great. Onions probably breaking at least five laws at least. minimum. You know, it's a slow day for him. A, that's a good point. Yeah, um, he, it was an it was it was an off day for him. Some days you just don't feel it. I'm feeling the arson today. <laughs> just, it's, it's like a, is it Thursday? No, 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 not arson today. I'll have to wait. The stars no are not in position today. for arson today. <laughs> my lucky socks are in the wash. My arson, my arson, uh, my arson undies socks. are currently in the laundry. I can't do it today. 
<laughs> it's just not the same without them. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun look into Onion's inner monologue. Yeah. Um, uh, hire us, Becky. <laughs> but- Becky. Becky, hire God. us. God. <laughs> Becky Shugs. <laughs> Remember Becky Shugs? You were there for Did Becky Shugs, Max. Before? I don't remember this. No, Becky oh Shugs was a thing yeah. for a grip. Oh yeah, we we've done we've done Becky Shugs before, and I'm pretty sure you were there for it. <laughs> I mean, I believe you. I just don't remember. A lot of that going around. See, Kayla, that's what you say when someone tells you something you don't remember. All right. <laughs> well, I'll believe oh, you, but I won't remember. <sighs> I dabbed just now. I could feel it. Actually. Good. Good. Like. I could feel it on the winds. <laughs> That's actually been my policy for a long time, because you know me. I talk a lot. I say so many things. I remember very little of them. <laughs> so when people are like, oh, yeah, you said that one thing, like, as long as it's not raced, like, <laughs> I can believe that I said that. <laughs> There's no way that I can segue racism into the, the next point that I have. I'm not Dylan. I could probably what's do it if I were. Step? What's the next point? I'm gonna all try. Um, well, you wanted to talk about the disgusting, horrible pizza. So speaking of racism, uh, <laughs> is the fish stew pizza not disgusting? And in fact, it's just part of whatever culture that the pizza family comes from and we don't understand oh, it. Oh shit! This is getting the explicit tag on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Really throwing some political curveballs this time. Oh my god. Oh my god, my elbows just went numb. That was how hard I was just laughing. Oh. I, that your funny your funny bones just, just popped. Yeah. Oh no. I, I broke them. Guys, like we have to quit the podcast. I can't be funny anymore. You weren't funny to begin with! Ah! I'm funny. <laughs> but wait, you're a blender, you don't have arms. If you don't have, if you don't have elbows, you can't be funny. Everybody knows this. So, um, it is very classic Stephen that he is going through a lot, and instead he wants to try and solve others' problems. Of course, it's fucking Stephen. He's yes. deflecting. He's deflecting, which, like his shield, is very, uh, very, oh, it's very encapsulative of his spot habits. On. Stephen may be Whoosh. deflecting, but. I think that Amethyst found her true calling as, as a no, as a. Uh, I mean, yes, but as a projector in a movie theater because she is projecting really fucking hard in that scene. Hey, that oh. was humor adjacent. Oh. A lot of that going around. Humor and you took issue with my avalanche joke. Yeah, yeah. I did. Also, humor adjacent. This whole fucking episode is humor adjacent. I want it to be done. Hey, hey, Kayla. Kayla, <laughs> did you hear about the rock soldier whose buddy died in combat? Oh, God. Did you, Kayla? So we had like a really nice moment of uh, maturity. <laughs> he had to deliver the gravel news to their next of kin. We had a really nice moment of maturity for Amethyst. Um, you know, when we're talking about a show that revolved around an ancient war where plenty of rock soldiers did die, that joke would be a lot less morbid. So we get like this really nice <laughs> moment of maturity for Amethyst when uh, she's on the beach and she's uh, just trying to be like a like a good anchor for Steven. And uh, then we get 
a nice little taste of her good old self once again when Steven is like, I think you're the most mature crystal gem at this point. And she throws like a little fake tantrum. Well, let's reel it back a little let's bit. Get into, let's I like get into a, the meat of this now. Yeah. I would have liked this a lot more if the Crooniverse didn't need to make another stupid fucking anime reference. Like, it's okay, Kinda. guys. You can just tell an original non-derivative idea once in a while. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's okay. You can do that. Um, it's okay. What that's are you what's my about? problem today. The Kamina the reference. The Kamina pose. We're, po- we're pointing up in the sky like that is like 100%. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm watching this. And it's a really cool moment for Amethyst because, like, it's it's true. It's not just, oh, she's the most mature crystal gem, haha. It's, this is the most mature Amethyst has ever been. Mm-hmm. Amethyst, throughout the entire series, has this habit of making her problems other people's problems. She's been the runt of the litter. She's been the weak one. She's the one, like, even Steven surpassed. Amethyst has been the one who needs constant comforting. And this is a really huge moment of character growth for her, where she steps up, where she says, yeah, I got weird feelings, but I'm not going to make that your problem, because somehow everyone's problem becomes your problem. You don't deserve that. This is another thousand-year-old complex. Like, it's not your burden to shoulder. And I love that. But then in the middle of that, oh, I get it. It's Kamina. It just breaks the immersion. Yeah, because, it reminds you that you're watching a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Instead of fully appreciating the story that plays out before you, like it's not even just reminding you it's a TV show. It's like they decided this was the moment to like reference another work and bring your mind there. And what's the emotional climax of the episode? And that just bothers me. Um, I, I do actually want to circle back around because you were saying how Amethyst, um, like the whole time has been like the least mature crystal gem and was recently surpassed by even Steven. Um, she absolutely knows it too, which is what's spurring, I think, this entire like important transformative moment for her character. Legitimately, probably one of my favorite Amethyst moments in the entire oh, show. Yeah. I think another thing I really like about it for me and kind of how it reflects growth. Uh, have we gotten to the part where Garnet gets the cat yet? Have we covered that? Yes, yes. we did cover okay. that. So that's, that's the interesting thing to me is like the other character's growth is realizing kind of like how they don't need to look out for Steven anymore. So I like that Amethyst growth is kind of returning to the cool big sister role she held at the beginning of the series. Yeah. Because no matter how mature Steven gets, and no matter how space Jesus he actually is, Steven Universe is a teenager who does need a support network and people looking out for him. And this is his family. And Amethyst doesn't need to be an authority figure to fill that important role. Right. Like, Steven hasn't outgrown her. Yeah. I think that's just, like, genuinely really nice. Yeah, I like that uh, aspect of the show that continued basically from episode one. The meta text there being that a nuclear family is not necessary in order to, like, for a family feel true and real. That you don't need to have, like, a true mother figure all the time if there's not one presence or due to tragedy or whatever happenstance occurs that you can have these different forms of like support like family members that don't necessarily refill the role of mother and i think that's actually a really good message to like 
bring through and it's probably the moments where the gems learn that in their subsequent episodes is really really nice and sweet uh, yeah and um i mean going off on that and kind of the nuclear family comments and i mean keep in mind like i don't know if this is text or not this is just me totally making shit up off the top of my head right. but i'd argue that the philosophy around steven universe isn't even necessarily an explicit statement on nuclear families oh, yeah. and like the lack of necessity thereof but where the core philosophy of steven universe is sharing love as this open and free thing and when you do that like as long as love is being shared there's not necessarily a need for any kind of structure or definition I feel like we're kind of getting into final thoughts territory. Yeah, I feel so. I, yeah, we're we're at the end of definitely. the episode. Now let's get into it. Final thoughts. Fuck What's it. bothering you? Um, I kind of said most of what I need to say. I do genuinely think this is probably one of my favorite, like, not particularly plot-heavy episodes. I like to classify Steven Steven Universe episodes in like I don't maybe like four different categories, like Beach City ones, emotional support ones plot ones and like tone ones where the episode isn't really so much about events occurring but it's more about a tone that the crewniverse wanted to convey through an episode of steven universe like i i think that this is probably one of my favorite like emotional episodes where it's like focusing on a very specific main character's uh emotional arc yeah i would consider this to be probably one of my favorites in that category i genuinely do like this episode i think it does a lot of good things so yeah i that's that's my uh the the dino seal of approval on this episode <laughs> all right kayla final thoughts um my final thought with this episode is that it it feels like a lot happened mm-hmm. um so like i am always really impressed when a form of media that is so restricted on time like steven universe is has like this really masterful pacing that makes it feel like like you just lose track of the time and oftentimes you'll you'll watch an episode and you'll be like wow that felt a little short um there was just something about like the way that the dialogue was paced that like really just kind of like swept me up in it i'm always just like really super impressed when the crew universe manages to like hit really difficult emotional hurdles in a way that doesn't feel like it get like it bogs down the episode yeah you know? they 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 pass with flying colors in that regard with this episode for yes. me yes so a a plus good job crew universe thank you and max uh i think this is probably my favorite of like all the episodes after the whole uh, rose was pink revelation thing just because like i said I really love, like, how much Amethyst character shines in here and, like, everything she's trying to say and do because this is a show about people who cry a lot and it's very <laughs> refreshing to have a character go, you know what, maybe it's not the best thing if I just start crying a lot. <laughs> so that's nice. Considering also, they lampshade they act of crying so directly by just... It's like, I'm getting the fuck out of this room when two characters immediately start crying into each other. Like, Max, I can imagine that you really connected with Amethyst there. Yeah. You know, it's just nice to have an episode of the show that isn't crying breakfast friends. But, um, (laughs) oh yeah, they stopped dropping that joke a while back, but I remembered it. So, what's bothering me? 
nothing anymore, <laughs> which is also what the payoff was. Thank you for listening to the Ringo Zone. Hey. hey, there it is. Bye. Thank you. So what kind of fish was that anyway? Was that a salmon? I think it was a salmon. I'm going to put well, forward I'm that salmon. I'm going to put forward a controversial, uh, excuse me, another controversial opinion here. Oh god, we're just And I'm going to say that it wasn't fish at all, but was in fact just pizza ingredients in the shape of a fish. Wait, no. Is the fish taco shaped like a fish? Amethyst was eating her pizza like a taco. She was eating it New York style. You, you you don't remember that? That's that's a bit from Rocket Power. My friends and I quoted. Oh my god! No, time. I don't remember. I barely remember so, Rocket Power. So, okay, so there's this bit in the Surf Shack where there's just like this weird customer with his daughter talking to Raymundo. Oh god! And 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 he's asking about the fish taco, and he's like, "What is a fish taco? Like, is there fish in it? Yes, there's fish in the fish taco." <laughs> Is the taco shaped like a fish? <laughs> just... Wow, a lot of racism on this episode. Is it racist? I don't know what his accent was supposed to be, because, like, his daughter <laughs> ah, didn't have really a weird accent. Thing so I don't state, know. Max. No, like, I don't think it was a real accent. I think they're just, like, do a funny voice and oh, sound like a confused Max. foreigner. <laughs> oh, I thought I knew you. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I'm really entertained by Dino just, like, snarking into his hand right now. I'm just turning into that fucking dog from Wacky Racers. Um, Muttley? You don't sound like Muttley. I don't want to talk about more cartoons that I haven't seen in, like, 15 years. That's fair. Oh, God. Oh, don't make me think about how Rocket Power's 15 years old. Oh, Rocket Power's almost certainly older than that, baby. Uh, Steven Universe. Yeah, so Pizza. today's cartoon is Steven Universe. Um. I, Which also takes place in a beachside town. Yeah. It's very classic Steven. And it's very pizza-centric. It's very classic Steven. Rocket Power wasn't pizza-centric. I ate pizza a lot. Anyways. Yeah. No, you guys, no, please talk. keep talking about pizza. <laughs> no, I'll wait. I think I'm, You guys had some salient I'm, points. I want I want to hear what you have to say. So actually, I want to know, like, the pizza with all the toppings is that the fish stew pizza? Because I just figured fish stew pizza, like a weird name, and maybe they tended towards some seafood items since they're a seaside town, and hey, that's the gimmick. Like, that's Beach City Pizza. It's got more seafood in it. But that looked like they just literally dumped a fish stew on top of a pizza. Also, I think the fish that was in the you pizza had to eat was it with a, spoon. a grouper, not a, t- not a salmon. I looked up a grouper? salmon. Salmon are not pink unless they're cooked. They're really gray and ugly. Uh, but groupers are pink when they are uncooked and just kind of sitting on a table. So I think they just shoved a grouper in the fucking pizza. Am I Googling the right thing? Because this grouper you're mentioning is like some horrifying giant toothy thing. Welcome to the Ringo Zone, I think a how do you fish smell it? discussion podcast. I just, I just searched large pink fish and I found a pink grouper. I think? Yeah, yeah. First image, pink grouper. It's big fat pink fish with the fish mouth. I'm gonna go on Instagram. Guys, holler when you need me. <laughs> we are dissecting very important background elements of this episode. Okay, I see it. I don't think it's that though. I don't know. 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 I, don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I could stop the recording right Steve. now. I have the power to end this.
And yet, and yet, and yet I don't. And yet you won't. I won't. Not you don't. You won't. 